You are listening to the Wrestling Purists Podcast, home of the Retro Review Series, sponsored by Anchor. You can listen anywhere podcasts are available. Follow on Twitter at WPPod1. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Retro Review, courtesy of your very own Wrestling Purists. Uh, coming with a plus one today. Uh, so alongside myself and Jeff, as always, we have the the always wonderful, always tremendous, the lovely Travis Lassiter. Hey guys, nice to be back. I'm WCW 2000 is over with. So let's go on to a crest craptastic TNA year. Kind of love yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, and that and that was kind of the and that was kind <laughs> of the segue here is that. You know, what's worse or equally worse or just as worse as WCW in the year 2000? And it's another year where you have Terry Bollea, Eric Eric Bischoff. Um, Vince Russo. Vince Russo. You sprinkle in a little bit of bullshit and you get TNA in the year 2010. Uh, The Nasty Boys, the band. Elijah Sean, Sean Morley. Morley everybody from the Hulkamania forever tour it's fine God, Ric Flair god damn it uh so we're gonna kick off um with Genesis 2010 this is their January pay-per-view uh from that year and I think it's worth going back at least a pay-per-view or two here and TNA is it in my opinion at this point is is on a roll you have you have somebody who is willing who is who is a who is a worthy champion okay you have AJ Styles as the champion you've got Kurt Angle you've got Desmond Wolf uh Samoa Joe Christopher Daniels uh, I mean your your roster is loaded okay if I if I could cut in here, um, mm-hmm. so this pay this pay per view that we this Genesis twenty ten, that's an example of TNA being on a roll. Uh no. <laughs> oh, okay. No 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 no. Because so I'm saying because this isn't my wheelhouse, so I'm I'm def- you know def- de- de- deferring to you. No, and yeah, TNA is no was was known at the time to sign a lot of former WWE guys, and you know for essentially you know the second you know the second top north american wrestling promotion and it's not even close between number one or number two you try and pull those guys in maybe for like a ratings pop so you've got a mcfoley you know squirming around here at some point you've got flair coming on this show um we got a bunch of the older guys um but the core of what of what tna is going to the end of 2009 you 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 got a lot of good things going and then you fuck it up okay um you mean to tell me hulk hogan fucked shit up okay i don't know if if you know you guys's tvs weren't right or if your streaming apparatus wasn't correct but I saw the weird, you know, an odd pay-per-view with a bunch of, with the click on it. And Hulk Hogan was clearly trying to save this thing, you know? 
when it, when, it, when, when this thing was going down the tubes, you know, from what I saw, from what it looked like to me, and then you you try to bring in a name like Hogan to try to save this thing. That's what I saw, but I may be wrong. I, I mean, they were turning a profit according to uh, old J-E-double-F, J-A-double-R-E-double-T, <laughs> until uh, Hogan, Hogan showed up. <laughs> so I'm saying, brother. So we go to the end of 2009, and it's the end of October. Hogan signs his contract to be with TNA on a full-time basis. Uh, press conference at Madison Square Garden. You know, fantastic. Um, the Garden? Yeah. Wow. That's when they introduce Hogan. It's not, yeah. it's not the Garden, though. It's the theater at the Garden or some crap or another. Yeah. yeah, there's a way of getting around it. So Vince says he gets super pissed. Yeah, and um, you know this whole time, you know, you you've got Hogan, you know, saying, "Oh, but this is a different time," you know, and you know we're gonna turn this company upside down. Um, well, you did, and you fucking ruined it. Okay. I don't, I don't know about that, man. I don't know. There is so much wrong with this show when you compare it to <laughs> the earlier versions of of TNA. It it's so far off base, and it gets worse as the year progresses. Um, well, don't worry, the fans turn on this fucking show in five minutes in immediately, immediately, and and look. The opening video package, good as far as TNA standards go. Okay, and then I did, I did to... love that the the font was a uh, affliction font, like affliction oh, yeah. shirts. That was the font for the fucking yeah. video package. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's like wow. Taker can't even walk down the goddamn steps. So, so you get the <laughs> opening video package and you get the affliction font, and then. And then what are the what does the crowd start to chant immediately? We want wrestling or uh <laughs> we, oh, six sides. We want six yeah. sides back too. And we want six sides. Um the the part they fucked up on here is they got rid of what separated, at least on the surface, at at least on eye level is the six-sided ring and they go from that and an and an open floor plan kinda and you know you have some room for your X division talent and your more acrobatic talent to at least do some you know out outside work. So you go from that now you're to uh the traditional uh squared circle um the stage is leading from the ramp all the way um, to to the ring, so very similar to early '90s WCW. Uh, oh, and Tanay and Tanay and Taz try to cover it too. They're like, "Yeah, this is getting back to what real wrestling is." And I, I, I Taz, like, I'm personally a fan of the four sides. And then they're like, "Oh, we want six sides." And Hogan's like, "Well, six sides only took you so far, brother. We're going, we're going back to tradition." And everybody's like, "Boo! You suck! You're terrible!" So Hogan's supposed to be a face and immediately turns heel like three minutes into being on pay-per-view. Okay, so all, I all dated out in black, brother. Yeah, he was Thunder in Paradise, brother. Um <laughs> this whole thing 
spoiler alert i didn't like this pay-per-view um this whole thing was just the absolute worst i mean it just the way it was booked the way it was like it was it as i was watching now but i wrote down in my notes this is what wcw would look like if it was going on in 2010 Yes. Yep. Yep. Felt like WCW ninety nine to me at this like, point. Minus, you know, good, you know, some of the, you know, a couple of good matches, but well, loosely, it just, oh, brother or sister, come on now, fucking <laughs> oh, Hogan trying to put down Vince McMahon, like. Is it that they learn from that? Like, don't mention the competition. Like, that's all he does is try to bury WWE in the first five minutes of the show. And everybody's like, they cheer when he says WWE. Yes. Like, <laughs> like what the hell? And then again, someone explained to me why everybody's talking like this on this pay-per-view. Like, we want you to know that this is real and we're taking this, this stuff seriously. Like, okay. Yeah. Hogan sounds mm. like he is on Thunder in Paradise reading a script. Not even gonna lie. Yes. He's he's afraid of the words professional wrestling, dude. Yeah. We're gonna bring that back to TNA. I'm like, it's never gone. This was the wrestling company. Besides Ring of Honor, like I mean, if you wanted to watch some well more well lit wrestling, professional uh, wrestling, you watch TNA. Yeah, Ring of Honor is way was way better at the in this time oh, period yeah. than this right now. But tenfold. Mm. Oh yeah. Um, so all that being said, we start off, um, with an X division title match and the sound of the X division gets you a little bit excited at the very least. Um, amazing red now back with the TNA X division, um, facing a mystery opponent. It's Brian Kendrick, Mr. I wanted to do drugs in WWE, Brian Kendrick. So I got fired. And I found Ms. Pants amazing red, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what? I wasn't a fan of amazing red then. I'm still not. Hey, um, it's the and, it's the WCW formula, guys. Cruiserweight title starts to shift. Start off with the cruiserweight <laughs> title. You're damn right. And this is an average opener. I I can't get it past that. I can't. Yeah, well, no, I mean, uh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Travis. I was just gonna, I was just gonna say, like, Brian Kendrick wasn't really probably the surprise you needed for your first uh, Hogan era pay per view, even though he's coming off being WWE champion in a scramble match, which I know Ryan loved. Um, Hard on for sweet, sweet fucking jacket though. I did like Brian Kendrick's jacket. Oh. I mean, it was it was good enough for what it was. I mean, it's nothing spectacular. And the finish kind of came out of nowhere. Like I was just kind of sitting there minding my own business. And there's like one, two, three. I was like, what? Like they, they, it's like, they just started to build the match. And then it's like, up oh, the, the flip power bomb. And that's it. It was over. Yep. I was like, Oh, cool. Well, that was <laughs> not what I was expecting. I thought at least maybe five more minutes for them to showcase the X division a little bit more, but it is Terry brother. When he when he first came out, when he like first came out, I, I like looked. I was like, I mean, I I know like I know Brian Kendricks, but just watching this show that I've never seen, when he first came out, I was like Jay White. <laughs> oh no, early Jay White. Yeah, Ring, Ring of Honor, Jay, Ring of Honor, Jay White. Um, Damn. 
Yeah. Again, he was fine. The match was fine, mm -hmm. but nobody cared. Quick question. Yeah. In, in my timeline, Ryan, you'll probably be able to tell me this better than I can. Was this before Don West was with Amazing Red or after Don West was with him? So this is actually after um, because it was about two or three months before this where Don West was still with him. He was managing him, yeah. I, I couldn't yeah. remember if that was after Hogan came in or or not. Mm -mm. Um, yeah, it was. It was. I mean, it was after Turning Point. Um, Don Don West just kind of slunked back into uh, obscurity, back a backstage role, I guess. Brown back specials, brother. Yeah, get 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 back on the QVC, and there was. Nothing wrong with this match. This wasn't exciting. I enjoyed the finish. Um, but in 2023, watching this back, that finish does not hold up considering it's Riho's finisher and it's Darby Allen's transition move. Exactly. And John Cena does it as a high spot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't work for the lightweight talent like this is not a move that you know amazing red should be using as a finisher and you know reho and you know, figure out another finisher but this is not it because physics just don't apply you yeah. are a much smaller person and you're trying to tell me that you're using all of your 130 pound frame to flip somebody on onto their back with no momentum at all. Well, and, and my issue with this too is Amazing Red, when he first came into TNA in the 2002, 2003, 2004, he was doing some innovative shit. In this match, I just kind of felt yeah. like he was an, just a jobber uh, cruiserweight guy. Like He didn't really do anything that <laughs> – that called back to the, him being amazing red is just like mediocre red at this point. Like it wasn't even anything I would say was great. It was just, it was just a serviceable match. No, you're right. It's funny you should say that. Cause that, that's exactly how, how I felt too. Um, when I first watched it, I was like, oh, okay, cool. We can get Brian, Brian Kendricks and amazing red. Like this should be kind of a burn burner, you know? And amazing red said, ah, you know what? I'm your boy's getting a good paycheck. I'm good. <laughs> I mean, Quilly did more oh, in freaking WCW 2000 than Amazing Red did this match. If we say his name one more time, I'm I'm off of this podcast. I'm tired <laughs> of this guy. Get the hell out of it. Get I mean, he is a. I'd rather he have is a that. funk. I'll, I'll take that. <laughs> He's a funk, all right. He's a funk. A professional wrestling. He's a funkin' piece piece of shit. Um. <laughs> But yeah, this this X Division run really didn't get it for me. The match was fine. Um, nothing special. Average opener. That's about it. And on the list of people that are debuting on, on this night, um, the Brian Kendrick probably... Is that one? Is there is there anybody that debuts besides one that's like, oh my god, they TNA got somebody? 
Not really. No, because no. there's that there's there's that one that we'll get to in a little bit, but just I mean, look looking at this and then that one later. That's the only two because we're gonna get to Sean Morley in the next match, and he had already de- debuted Ugh. on the Impact or two <laughs> prior to this show. So oh. I got and, some I got some some bullets to fire at Sean Morley, and that's yeah. Next Pew pew. Yeah. pew pew baby. Um so kick it backstage, Eric Bischoff, Hogan, um with Nash Hall and the and the one two three kid. Um and then and then Hogan in his Hogan voice. <laughs> hey guys, uh so tonight is your only shot. Um and this this, and this might life, be your, brother. and this might be your last chance, but could it could also be your first chance? And he's talking in fucking circles, and you know, Hogan's never been you know, cunning linguist that you know others are, but don't 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 do this to him. Don't make don't put him in a speaking role. Um, Jeff said his line of the night came from this promo, though. Yeah. <laughs> this is quality right here. It Hopping is his old ass in circles. <laughs> um, and I know they play for, for life. I know it's for life, guys. For life, I, guys. I know it's for life, but this time it's for real. I said, "Ooh, <laughs> let me write that. <laughs> let me write that down, brother." God damn it! That's a t-shirt. Um, and then, and then they play rock paper scissors uh, to see who tags um, with Nash. Yep, and when um, I saw that, I started to hit the skip on the whole pay per view, but I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> I did. Oh, and then it, they can't even do that right because because he's like, oh, I threw I threw paper. Like, no shit. Everybody knows how to play it. Okay. Oh, I'll talk about I'll talk about old good old six pox gear later that keeps his pot belly in. Or, uh, uh, you mean six pac? You mean six pack? You mean X pac? You mean Sean Waltman? You mean they called him all of his names while he was oh, yeah. r- wrestling six. this match? Six. Mm. I mean, every single one. Guys, do you know that six is really just one plus two plus three? I did know that. Oh. And it was the sixth pair of the NWO. So, boom, mind blown everywhere. God damn. Well, up next, guys, strap yourselves in and strap them on. It's Sean Morley taking on Christopher Daniels. Um, God dang it. I'm going to load up here just just very quickly. Um, Sean Morley's music sucks. They stole his uh, Tron video right from WWF. And he's out of and he's out of shape like shit. Yeah, I'm gonna let Jeff take this one. I I, I want to hear what he has to say first before I destroy Val Venus. Um, uh, no, destroy away. Uh, this is terrible. This is god awful. When he first came out there, I was like, he 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 looks like someone like who used to be a wrestler, which that's actually what he is. But he looks like somebody who used to be a wrestler, got into security, and I kind of still wrestled on the weekends. Like his his voice is terrible. He's out there talking like this and. Talking about uh, people wanting to see every inch and everything. I'm just like, oh my god, get this motherfucker! Ladies, off. I'm get back. This, <laughs> get this motherfucker off 
my fucking TV. Oh like, my god. god. I agree I agree with Ryan. Music sucks dick. Like it's just some generic porno music they probably found on the universal <laughs> back lot somewhere. Um the fact that Christopher Daniels jobs to Sean Morley on TNA yes. pay-per-view in 2010 is an abomination. They should have just hung Hogan, hung hung up the Hogan book right there. He's done. Like, no, we don't need to see any more of this. You let one of your pillars of TNA, of the X Division, a guy that could have been an upper mid-carder in the main event from time to time, job to a guy that can't get off of Sunday Night Heat and Velocity in fucking WWE in 2009, 2008. Like, you you jobbed him out Mm -hmm. to that guy. And Val Venus doesn't have any hair anymore. He's ball-headed. He's out of shape. He almost busts his ass on the money shot. Like, he slips. Like, he, like, the crowd makes fun of him for it at that. Like, he's supposed to be the face and the crowd is booing the shit out of him, and they're cheering Christopher Daniels, who they want to see win this match. Sean Morley should have never had a fucking job in TNA in 2010. Nope. I get it. Hogan's bringing all those people from the Hulkamania Forever Tour, but just look at the two guys in the ring, like promo skills, in-ring skills. <sighs> who are you going to push? You're going to push Daniels. Morley doesn't even make it, what, three months in TNA, and you just yeah, put him over so. a guy? Like, Jesus Christ. Like, Hogan Hogan literally puts over most of his guys. He didn't put up with Kendrick, which is amazing to me somehow, but like he somehow didn't make him win the, the uh X Division title. But I mean, it's there's no sense to job Christopher Daniels to Sean Morley in this match. Nope. And if, if I was Christopher Daniels, I'd be like, I, I don't even want to go out there. Fuck it. Just tell my forfeit or something. Like he couldn't even pull a good match out of Sean Morley at this point in his career. Like it was that bad. Like this, this is probably, ugh, I don't know if it's the shittiest match on the night, but it's right there. Yeah. Everything said there was a hundred percent accurate. It was God awful in a travesty. He, did, he should have started his freaking cannabis business about 10 years sooner. And then we wouldn't have to deal with him in TNA at this point. Um, just for the record, at last month's um, final resolution pay-per-view, um, the main event was AJ Styles defending the TNA World Heavyweight Championship against, who do you think? Daniels. Fucking Christopher Daniels coming off of a barn burner of a match. Easily have- the match of the night for that show. And how do you get rewarded by coming in and having a job to fucking... Sean, Sean Sean Morley's out of shape, non non wrestling having ass. And when he first oh, so when bad. he first came out, I was like Sean Morley. Who the hell? Like it sounds like he's coming over to fucking fix my plumbing issue. Yeah. Oh, like, he's uh, here to fix a plumbing issue. Oh, he's here yeah. to clean out those pipes. Shut up, Kyle. Here's here's the other <laughs> the other thing that bastardizes this pay per view. If I have to hear them say oh that's brooke hogan in the fucking crowd oh brooke uh, hogan's really liking sean morley up there oh she's enjoying her some sean morley i bet she like like to be one of his girls and then uh, later on it's nick hogan then it's back to brooke hogan and then and somebody else is out there too who's out there there was somebody oh it's joy fatone like 
Yeah, Hogan's does flying fuck fucking best right here in the impact zone, and I just, I just don't get it. Like you, you took everything that was good about TNA and you killed it in twenty five minutes of a show. Oh you yeah! Totally rever- you totally you one eighty it. You went from this oh, is a wrestling gosh. company. We're gonna put the wrestling back in sports entertainment. Oh wait, no, we're not. We're gonna go back to WCW nineteen ninety nine and just just monkey Tough. fucking a football it right Fuck. here. Yep, literally it. So just as a side note, not to derail this whole thing, we're recording mm. as Too Raw Triple X is go- is going on. <laughs> And Degeneration X. and Degeneration X is coming out, so they've got the whole light show and it's DX and um just stuck in the middle is just Kurt fucking Angle, just <laughs> he's just walking, he's just like oh, hey. he's, the, he's the Billy Gun man, you know he's gonna be like the Sean of it. He's gonna be like they're gonna be telling dick jokes and he's gonna be like milk and cookies. Sean's out there. <laughs> Um, not to oh, submit the show. Um, uh, so yeah, Sean Morley lasted until the first week of March. So yeah, bullshit. Um, he, he made his debut the first week of January. So he was with TNA for two months. Okay. Um, his last match, he pinned Jeff Jarrett to win. <laughs> uh, if they didn't, if they didn't bury Jarrett enough, let's let him lose the fucking. Chief Morley for fucking Sunday Night Heat in the dying days. So there, it's just on the dot, dot com at that point. Fuck. Yeah. What, what, why is Kurt Angle with him? I that that's that's what I was saying. He's just standing there like a fucking goon. Dude. Oh, they're gonna make some jokes. He's, he's he's literally standing like in the back corner, like the back opposite corner, and they're all up front, like lined up and doing their fucking DX shtick. And there's Shawn Michaels in a fucking hat, the fucking cock cocksucker. Fucking Shawn Morley just pissed me the fuck off. And then the <laughs> fact, the fact that he, that Morley even fucks up the finish. He can't get his fucking footing on the top rope. He keeps slipping and sliding. And then, I mean, as far as naming fin- finishing moves, Money Shot is up there as far as very well-named um, finishers. Did he just join DX? Uh, they just pointed to him. and I, the, uh, He really said this honorary member. Yep. Yeah, fuck them. Um, but yeah, this match was a complete waste, and it was not, it was one of the shortest matches of the night. Good. Sucked. Yeah, I feel bad for Christopher Daniels, though. Like, this is probably like his writings on the wall. Like, I need to get the hell out of here. Um, Moving on, though, we get a nice little um, uh, video package to set up our next contest. It is a two out of three falls match for the TNA Women's Knockouts Championship. We have ODB defending against Tara, um, also known as WWE's Victoria. Smoke Um, show. Smoke show. Look, and the times that we've had Eddie on here, and I'll give him credit for this, um, Victoria never gets the credit that she's that she's owed ever. No, oh no, she no. she's a Hall of Famer in my books. Already, yeah, in the ring and smoke show and all the above, triple threat. However you want to, I read. It. She's a real deal. I read about this 
about this segment. It's fucking Imperium coming out to interrupt DX. They're going to get the fucking FTR <sighs> treatment. No. Yeah, just watch. Um, But yeah, Tara was actually... Oh God! What was it? Hard, hard to kill. Uh, she was. Um, she she made an appearance or two on there, and um, still looks still looks great. Yeah. Um, why would you do this to Imperium? I really didn't like the first fall at all, at all, and it's probably because ODB can't work. No, the first fall was shit. It came out of nowhere, just a fucking roll up. I mean, it was dumb. Also, quick uh, sidebar: apparently, the Undertaker and Bray Wyatt had a pretty cool little segment too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they yeah, did. yeah. Just don't kill Imperium. Let 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 fucking Gunther chop Shawn Michaels' chest into his heart. Um, it, it, it's impossible. He doesn't have a heart. Damn it. Um, <laughs> He's bored again, damn it. The second fall is very, 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 very slightly better. And when I say that, just, just the most minute amount <laughs> of better. And it's still not good. When I when I saw the first fall, I thought at, at a quick glance, I thought something was wrong. I was like, oh, did somebody get hurt? Or, you know what I mean? Like, they just had to hurry up and get a fall. Nope, that was that was just the fall yeah and it nothing clicked in this match um tara is working with just somebody who is immobile and i know that's in that's a big word to use but odb can't work she can't move like tara does and just dumb 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 what was it she said at her pre-match promo it was like they're talking about the spider being on her chest and she's like don't worry that's not the worst thing that's been on my chest <laughs> or some shit like that i'm like oh yeah i'm like oh yeah, yeah. all right it's, it's so good like I, I i i was never an odb fan like i get she was more of a gimmick than she really was like a great wrestler but i just didn't see her losing two straight falls to tara that you know that quick but you know, I, I guess they're trying to get towards someone that can actually wrestle, but this was kind of a dark period for the uh, TNA women's division. I feel like it went yeah. from really good mm-hmm. till to this overbooked gimmicky shit because they were trying to be WWE light with it, and it just it really affected the match quality of the women's stuff. And ODB's just not not the greatest. She was just she was just grabbing her tits and. Uh, like a hot sauce and then boom that's it yeah so when so when in 2022 people are saying oh yeah odb is a great uh you know veteran to you know be wrestling diana fucking perrazzo like get the fuck over yourself she wasn't good in 2022 she wasn't good in 2010 guys she's she just she's over with the fans and that's it she cannot work. Period. <laughs> they they uh they pretty much just covered Kurt Angle being with DX by saying he always wanted to be in DX. <laughs> oh, <laughs> That's geez. how they did. That's how they I did bet, it. I bet. I hey. I bet you that was Sean's idea. Hey, 
He played the part of Billy Gunn, but apparently a Imperium's out there now. So oh, this is gonna be good. Oh, so, <laughs> live live breaking news, guys, as we as we do this uh TNA show. Yeah, that won't be out for two days. We love you. <laughs> um so backstage we go. Um Christy Hemi is with uh the Pope, D'Angelo De Niro, uh also known as Elijah Burke. Uh, from WWE and ECW. Um, and it was fine. Um, I really miss the Pope. Um, he was the one saving grace that was on NWA for a little bit. And now they have Tyrus. Fuck Tyrus. Mr. Fuck. Dick on the ba- is back. NWA champion Tyrus. Uh, Matt mm. Cardona wins the belt. Um, Here's the thing. I was a huge Pope Mark, Elijah Burke Mark, when he was in WWE. Like, I thought he was going to be the face of that ECW brand. Like, I really yeah. did think, really did think so. Um, I gotta say, man, I gotta say, man, when the bell rang, though, he just wasn't as good as he, I thought he was going to be. And then they, I remember when he had Sylvester Turkai with him, and yeah. that was shit. but the pope had to give a gab don't get me wrong but like i just didn't feel like in the ring he can measure up to where his mouth could take him and um he just um it wasn't flashy like the rock or somebody was in the ring when the rock didn't do a lot but what he did he did good i'm with you i i've me personally i've always hated the pope and again he looks like tarzan and wrestles like jane so there's never you know, he, he just always looked apart, but he's terrible. Not a fan of the Pope. Well, at least his match later on is not terrible. Yeah. Um, we do move on, though, to the TNA tag team title match. So we have we so we have the British invasion, um, which is which is Douglas Williams and Brutus Magnus, also known uh, today's fans as former NWA World Heavyweight Champion Nick Aldis. They are defending against uh, Hernandez and Matt Morgan. Another mishmash tag team. Holla holla holla! Player yeah. tag team match. Um, I fucking hate Matt Morgan. Man, I what a what a waste of size! What a dude, waste! I thought Matt Morgan could have been the face of TNA. I he he had like the look and everything. He maybe didn't have that gift of gab he needed, but the dude was everything you'd want a professional wrestler to look like. Mm-hmm. He's the like the blueprint thing, everything. And I just they 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 would put the rocket to him for a little bit, and then they'd pull it back. Or he'd be he'd be wrestling Kurt Angle, and then he'd be winning the tag titles with Hernandez. Like they never took the chance with him. I feel like he could have been a vicious heel champion, and they mm-hmm. just never never went far enough with him. Oh, um, sorry i i should I should correct myself. Um, this is the um, so we have Hernandez tagging with the District Four City Commissioner of Longwood, Florida, Matthew Morgan. Oh. Fuck. Cool. Sorry, <laughs> oh yay! Cool. Oh, 
<laughs> Man, I I um I didn't necessarily hate this match. It was just kind of a basic tag match. It wasn't anything special. Um, I do not like when mis- mishmash tag teams beat established tag teams for tag titles. Like that's just never been my favorite thing. Um, and with Hernandez and Matt Morgan, it was literally just so they could win the tag titles to break up uh, mm-hmm. and and feud with each other. I mean, that's all it was. Uh, I, I did I did enjoy seeing a young young Nick Aldis wrestle, and I I really hate that. I missed Douglas Williams and Nick Aldis tagging up for the Crockett Cup last year because he got oh. that the t- the title match, you know, the rematch with Cardona, but it was supposed to be the reunion of British, British Invasion because they were a great tag team. Like I, I enjoyed it until they really put good. Rob Rob Terry sucked. Don't get me wrong, I hated Rob him. Was Terry. It, was oh it the goodness. freak or something? Rob the Terry. Buttons. I can't. Yeah, he no, he had too I many. Think, I think I think you meant to say Robbie T. He had too many <laughs> muscles and like he would like fucking ch- chafe his fucking arms to his sides because his muscles were so steroided out. Um, if he if his head was bald, he'd be another dick with shoulders. But um, but I just was never <laughs> another Basham brother. I just I was just not not a fan of this match just because of what, oh, how it went. And it was another one that kind of finished out of nowhere. Like he hit he hit a fucking the blueprint boot out of nowhere, and then they pin him. Like no tag rules, no nothing, another, another, um, another Hulk Hogan guy, another no, Hulk you Hogan mean, guy, brother winning. No, brother. you mean the uh, carbon foot, right? Carbon footprint. Oh yeah, the carbon footprint. By the carbon footprint, by God. They at least could have hit the border toss. At least that was a cooler move. Border toss mm. into the carbon footprint or something. I don't know. Do something. Yep. Yeah. Do and do anything. Do anything interesting. I hated Matt Morgan's robe though with the DNA on it. It looked yeah. so stupid. Like he was uh, about he, to teach me science class and do a magic yeah. trick um, before he did it. Yeah, that or he just couldn't that would wait be to former Rinka King world heavyweight champion Matt Morgan. He <laughs> couldn't wait to like take your blood and tell you your something levels in it or something like that. That Rinka King had a world champion. Uh yeah, there was actually a whole entire tournament. Um oh. Well, that, glad that company's still going on. Um, yeah, so Matt Morgan beat Sir Brutus Magnus, Sanjay Dutt, and Scott Steiner to win that tournament. Lord. It's like a Owen Hart tournament. What does actually, it really mean? Is, actually, this is in 2012. This isn't too far off of here. Um, also in this tournament, you had Dr. Nicholas Dinsmore, also known as Eugene to the average fan, Mm-hmm. Mahabali Vera, also known as Shara in current day impact. Um, a jobber known as Max B. Um, and Chavo Guerrero. No oh, Chavo. No oh, man. Kerwin White, you mean? <laughs> uh yeah. I, uh, former I, former ECW world heavyweight champion Chavo Guerrero. Sidebar, I am in a part point in my journey down WCW nineteen ninety nine. I didn't realize that they gave Chavo Guerrero like a QVC salesman gimmick, and he would go around trying to sell stuff to people from catalogs in the back, back all back like the locker room area. That was his gimmick on Thunder and Nitro in '99. At the end, was selling stuff, and they make Barbarian speak for the first time ever, and he says, "I'll take three after he beats him in a match." God damn it. <laughs> I was like, "What the uh, fuck?" Is that? I, I don't know anything about this. You but don't want to know. 
it's, it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. You need to look it up. Look up Chavo Guerrero salesman. God damn it. So here is my main issue with this match. Also, Matt Morgan and Hernandez win. We've wasted months of story of the British invasion ducking, ducking the guns, ducking <sighs> beer, beer money. And now they just get chucked into this match. Yep. It's it like nothing. To, it's nothing that TNA did before January 4th mattered. That's when the, the live special happened. Nothing that happened before that mattered. So they, they, they just threw that all away. Dumb. Makes no sense. Oh, and just to jump ahead, just a hair. It's just so beer money can have a match against the band. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Fuck the all band. the way off. Oh, man. The band is a good name. Whatever. Can you even copyright that? The band? I don't know. Um, <sighs> Fucking I'm over it. Uh, backstage, we have an angry Bobby Lashley. Um, and he barges into this office <sighs> and Abyss is talking with Bischoff and Lashley just very gently shoves Abyss over to the side and, um, Lashley gets the shit kick kicked out of him. MMA, this made no fucking sense. MMA superstar Bobby Lashley getting the, the shit beat out of him. Oh God, that's right. He was the boss. Yeah. Oh it my was the gosh. boss at this time. Terrible, terra fucking bull. No, it, it it's so bad. They leave him on a couch for like five oh, minutes while they cut promos and stuff. He's dead. He's literally dead. You're gonna wrestle tonight, brother. You're you're gonna wrestle. Who's who's it gonna be, Mister Hogan? Who's it gonna be against? You'll yeah. find out when everybody else finds out, brother. Yeah, so, I, I didn't understand that. So there is a reason for this. So um so he actually requested his release so that he could fully concentrate on his MMA career. Um oh, so so this was kind of the straw and then the next um, La- episode La- of Impact. Good. Lash Lashley? Yeah. Um, so he apologized to Eric Bischoff saying he just wanted to compete, but then was fired. Um, oh, oh, oh. Hmm. cool. Um, Bellator baby. Well, mixed martial arts record. I mean, he I mean, was 15 and two. God, God, God damn. Um, who's decent. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this whole thing was dumb, and then and then and the Bischoff like, what did you do? And he's you know talking to Abyss, and then Hogan comes in, and he's like, what did you do, brother? <laughs> yeah, fuck like, off. You just, you just can't be in here doing that. Yeah, what am I gonna do with you? And of course, Abyss is like, oh, I don't know. He's not the Abyss sounds like Harvey Wilkman for some reason. But... <laughs> I don't know, Mister Hogan. I don't know. Why did such a horrible thing? Mm-hmm. 
No one cares. It was bad. This was the worst abyss of all time, except when he actually puts the red and yellow in his fucking gear. Then it gets oh, and worse. then he gets a Hall of Fame ring. It's beautiful. Don't worry. I'm gonna give you this WWE Hall of Fame ring because TNA doesn't have one, brother, and I'm not in there yet. I have no idea what Never you guys are talking be. about. Uh, Hogan, Hogan, Hogan gives Abyss his Hall of Fame ring, and it's supposed to give Ho- Abyss the powers of Hulkamania, so he can like. <laughs> Is that this year? Hulk up, brother. Please, God, it say is this, this year. year. Oh, my immortal God, happens. yes. They're uh, here. <laughs> God, immortal. That lasted like six months. I remember they had a DVD come out, and they were already broken up. Is this like immortal forever? Question mark. Boy, TNA is not my... Not my <laughs> wheelhouse. Look, not you. this. Not this version. Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't not this one. I was post Hogan, I guess. Do, 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 do. After so he killed dumb. it. So dumb. Well, up next, uh, we have uh Desmond Wolf taking on the Pope. And uh and and uh Desmond Wolf to all of you uh Ring Ring of Honor fans um would be would would be Nigel McGinnis. In tights. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. That really yeah. fucking grinded my gears. I forgot silver, about it. Silver silver tights. And yeah, he, he took pretty much had a Val Venus wrote disrobing at the beginning of the match. Like Jesus. Yeah, they snatched like the pants and everything. Oh, not the pants, but they snatched like the, the little gear off, and I was like, Ugh. like, ugh. Okay. Well, I mean he's Chelsea great. Was, his but person's name or whatever he was with, I guess. Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Well, we're oh, uh, we're a few years out from hepatitis B, so at least we get the little bit of Desmond Wolf that we get. And let's not forget he had one of the one of the better matches in recent memory for TNA at last month's pay per view. It was the three degrees of pain with him with him and Kurt Angle. Three great degrees match. of pain. Can someone explain that to me? It's like the three three stages of hell in WWE. They had three matches, but they all have yeah. different okay stipulations. Okay, yeah, it, it, yeah. It's essentially a two out of three falls match. I mean, it's nothing special, but just both of those guys. I mean, you know, twenty ten Kurt, twenty ten Kurt Angle, and then twenty ten Nigel McGuinness. I mean, well. And you also look at it this way too, man. Um, you go from wrestling Kurt fucking Angle to wrestling the Pope. It's like <laughs> it's almost comparable to Daniels wrestling AJ Styles for the title, and then wrestling Sean Morley and losing to him. At least Desmond Wolf wins this fucking match. Yeah, and there is a lot of working on the Pope's knee throughout the match. Mm-hmm. Um. The lariat, um, I think, could have looked better, but it looked fine for for you know TNA. Um, I I would say this is my match of the night. I, I'm going to throw this and say this is my match of the night. Even though the Pope, the Pope was serviceable in this match, but Nigel definitely carried him. Um, I'm not going to call star. him Desmond. Wolf. I'm not going to call him Desmond Wolf. I'm yeah, it, I about to say neither am I. 
<laughs> never. I mean, they, they changed his they changed his look and I like they kind of took him away from Nigel McGinnis, but he was still a fucking great wrestler. Like him working mm-hmm. over the knee, uh, just, just they had a pretty good little story with him and the Pope from the, you know the live special January fourth and like how it led into it and everything. Mm-hmm. I didn't like the entrance and everything. I felt like they could have just made him almost like a Jason Statham type, like a killer. Yeah, and just left left alone the um, just left the pop and circumstance away from him. Um, especially when he's putting on bangers with Kurt Angle, but. Um, I, I, I think this was the, I think to me, this was the match tonight. It was the most match match. It didn't really have any interference. It didn't have anything like that. It, it had, it had a clean finish. So, um, I, I, if there's one on the show to watch, I think it's this one. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's definitely because of McGinnis. And I think you, it, what you said is correct. All things considered, if you gun to your head, you only have to watch one. Yeah, and know. and they also he busts out the STFU on uh the Pope yeah. in this match too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just don't like giving the Pope any damn credit, but I guess. But you could tell the Pope was outmatched in this match with McGinnis, though. Like he mm-hmm. wasn't up oh. to snuff on that. So no, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. He definitely carried him to, to yes. what he got. Yes. I would say this is my match of the night, even with the main event and the screwy dumbass finish at the end of that. Um, I would I would say this is the second best match of the night for me. Um, mm-hmm. For all for all those points, Nigel carrying this match, um, the Pope cutting a promo like he's a main eventer, but then wrestling like he's a mid Carter. Um, yep. it doesn't That's really help. Problem. It doesn't help help your stock at all. And I think this would have been a good time for him to maybe step it up a little bit or, you know, maybe do some different things in the ring, but it was all the same shit, you mm-hmm. know, and, and, you know, damn it. They didn't give Nigel a run with the world title. They should have. Um, but then again, when your boss is Hulk Hogan and Eric Bischoff and fucking Vince Russo, you know, there's only if so it, much that you have control over. If it had been the old regime, he would have he would have definitely got at least world title matches. I don't know if he'd have won it, but he would have been in the mix with the old mm-hmm. like the two thousand nine regime and Jeff Jarrett and stuff pushing him, pushing him. Him and AJ for the belt in the old regime would have been phenomenal. No pun intended. <laughs> um yeah, no, a hundred percent. And um the match was fine. It was good. Um just um Pope wasn't there yet, and unfortunately, he never would. He's, he's still not there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, probably just not wrestling anymore. Oh boy! Um, backstage, for some odd reason, um, Jeremy Borash is backstage, and Eric Bischoff walks up and says, um, "You're going to be off of TV." Yeah, make no sense. This makes zero sense. Like they couldn't have even tied in like the fact that he was Vince Russo's stooge, like in the dying days of WCW with like him in that stupid fucking Yankees jersey and hat. like tie something into it. You know, the, the WCW thing's a stretch, but at least it makes sense. Yeah. I just, 
<sighs> it was too, it was grasping at straws. Like most people at this point wouldn't yes. even know Jeremy Borash worked for WCW. Yeah, they were reaching. It reminded me of AEW. Like, oh, you got to know all the markiest things to understand this angle. Mm. Like, okay. Jericho beat Hoovy for his basket, 1998. <laughs> He's going to be part of this five matches. Um, so we so then gets replaced by Christy Hemi, who we already saw in the last interview segment. That would have made so, more sense if they flip flopped that. Yeah, uh, so you were already like in that spot. Um, but and but anyway, here comes here, here comes Ric Flair. Woo! Um, did not retire for all of those who were just kind of catching up here. Um, Never retire. Um. Flair essentially, uh, he goes where the talent is, goes where the money is, whatever. <laughs> goes where he can fucking wrestle and make a little bit of money. Yeah. He goes on a big run here in a little while. Look, look, there's let, me, a... let, let me ask you, how, how long was that? Like how, because again, I, I wasn't watching TNA then. So like what what was the turnaround from when he, he gets super kicked you know what I'm saying? He's out of there to where he's on TNA and doing whatever oh, he's doing there. He's a, well, he's at WrestleMania 25 because he's in the Legends Corner against Jericho. So that's yeah. 09. So you're looking at maybe he's on that Hogan tour in November. So you're looking yep. six, six, seven months okay. between the end of his WWE contract until mm. and his I think his WWE contract ended like in May or June, if even that. But it wasn't long. He was he he, he was already wrestling matches in Australia with Hogan, and then of course he brings uh, him into TNA. That's right. That's where that bloody yeah yeah that that's where he pretty much uh, went against his retirement and wrestled Hogan yeah. over there. Yeah, on the Hulkamania Forever tour, brother. Yeah. I forgot about that. Forgot um, about that, brother. But his retirement match against Michaels was in was in uh, two thousand eight. Yeah. Then he stuck around as like an ambassador, like special yeah. guest, for like another year or so. Wait a second! They had fucking three matches, four. Holy mm-hmm. shit! They did so a this, tour, man. So this Hulkamania tour, it's let the battle begin. They had four nights, and all four nights it was Hulk Hogan versus Ric Flair as your main event. And they blew at every night, brother. Yet, blew every night, brother. Oh my god! Um, if you look at the roster from those shows, it ninety percent of it transfers to TNA. Yeah, everybody except for Matt Fucking Cross. Everybody, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> the God. one guy that probably deserved a break. Didn't God it. damn it. Was he on yeah. all four nights? Yeah. Shannon Moore, Shannon Moore, Shannon Moore. He fought Shannon Moore all four nights. That's a good paycheck. Well, then he didn't it, get a shot, but Shannon Moore did. That makes no sense. Except for the last night where they had a ladder match for $25,000. Mm, good old prize. Austra- Australian. Oh, oh, that's what it was. Um, yeah, Ugh. this looks like this looks like holy hell. My Dude, god, it's legends Brutus of wrestling, Batman. Brutus Beefcake versus Heidenreich. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I wonder if they read poetry to each other in his uh uh freaking gigolo pants. 
Oh, that's that's great. That's great stuff. We should watch this that. Is, oh my god. <laughs> Is that even available anywhere? Probably not because it's so terrible. Uh, um, probably not. I I I would also like it to be known that let's see, is he on night one? Oh, he is on night one. Um, he's he he goes by the pimp father, uh, but it's the Godfather. Oh. <sighs> Good old Charles Wright getting that paycheck. Uh, Australian hose, baby. Like I, the, I they just, want to pay him. I bet he made a down under joke when he was there. You, yeah. <laughs> it's the same guys. Oh God. Uh, yeah, I'm telling you, it's bad. It's it's bad, brother. Yeah. Um, hey, you know what? Maybe it was a blessing that <laughs> Matt Cross didn't go to DNA. I mean, he could have been suicide or something. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I want. Say, I, I want to bring this up next time. Next, next, next time we go to next. Yeah, they would have slapped like, the man. Hey, the, uh, you were on the whole comedian tour. Why didn't you go to TNA? Why yeah, didn't they you just go to TNA. They just slapped that mask on him. He'd have been suicide so fast. Suicide. <sighs> Terrible. God damn it. Well, up next, it doesn't get any better. Uh, we have um the band. Um, so that'd be Kevin Nash and Six Pac, because uh, I guess he won the um, Rock, Paper, Scissors. And they're taking a beer. Money. Money. Wasted. 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 He's from the city. He's from the country. He's got the money. <laughs> He's got the <a> beer. <laughs> So good. Um, oh. yeah, this is. You guys were talking about the worst match earlier. Uh, beer, beer, money can't save, can't save this. I'm sorry, this is my worst. I, I would watch the Daniels match again just to shit on Morley. There is nothing redeeming with this with with this band match at all. Uh, I think you're uh, right, God. Oh right. God, it's so look and um. I'll start with Kevin Nash and then Travis can bury six Pac over here. No. Um, Kevin Nash. Pack, six pack. Oh, sorry, six pack. X pack. I don't want to give him the I don't want to give him the benefit of the doubt here. Um, Kevin Nash looks to be in horrific shape. Um, doesn't look like he's mobile, doesn't look like he gives a shit. It looks like this is a paycheck match for him. Well, and he literally he stands there and they work around him. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it's everybody calling him like I get his name, but like everybody's saying, like, all right, big like stop calling him big sexy. Like, oh like I I I know that's his game. Have you seen Magic bit, Mike? But like, oh God. It's silver he's got the silver hair and everything here. Um he's wearing the Nash gear from O three, like when that run with with uh triple H yeah. and Hell in a Sale. Like, like I don't I don't think he's I don't think he tore his quad no. in this match. He might as well have because he literally stood there like a tree and put his foot up a couple times and like hit some boots. And I mean, this all intents and purposes could have been a dream match, the outsiders versus beer money, but no outsiders were not in shape for any of this. No. Um James Storm wasn't in the best shape if you really want to look at it, what he became compared to this point in his career. Fucking Bobby Roode looking like a million bucks. 
uh, X Pac over there looking like a fucking ten pounds of shit in a five pound bag, like <laughs> wearing his wearing his wearing his trash bag gear that's so, so tight that like if he takes a deep breath, it looks like it's gonna bust open. Um, X Pac and Storm had like no chemistry whatsoever. Like they could not no. get on the same page. And and Robert Roode, man, I love I love Bobby Roode. I, oh, I feel like yes. he's. He's one of the most underrated dudes in WWE, and I know he's out injured right now. But I love I love Bobby Roode. Um, wasted wasted spot for Beer Money here. They should have been in that tag title match. Yes, um, or, makes, or something. It makes so much more sense now looking at this match, and then like, oh, the British Invasion has been ducking them. Oh, well, well, why didn't we just have that match? And the thing of it is, is like, why would you, this whole storyline is they're trying to wrestle so they could get contracts because they're not contracted wrestlers, but you have them on a pay-per-view wrestling on your show. So technically they've got to have some sort of con. I, I don't know. It, it's more Hogan era bullshit. And then, then they bring Scott Hall out to play the drunk again, getting a fight with a fan. Yeah. I mean, it's this the same bullshit. It wasn't 98. It's um, trash. Scott Hall is in such bad shape they couldn't even let him go out there and put a vest and sink and tights on because he would have embarrassed himself even more. Like yep. I, the band is done, man. Like at this point, I mean, Sean, Sean Waltman now is probably in better shape than he was at this point. Like I've seen. Oh like, no, he yeah, yeah, he is. He is. Well, yeah, he's yeah. definitely cleaner and sober, and you know, could carry on some uh, some matches. But I just don't. I don't think this was the point for them to be back in a major promotion. And I get that they were trying to help their friends out, but like that's the problem. That's the problem with AEW, all friends wrestling, or whatever you want to call it. Like you can't employ all your friends and put on a quality product, but you have to have good wrestlers, good workers. And yep. at this time, the band was not that. Kevin Nash should have been like a mentor figure to even beer money or something at this point. Like he could have done that, but like not, not in a match where you're having to work around them like a damn, um, uh, like a tent pole. This just this wasn't good. Yep. Uh Kevin Nash nostalgia doesn't always win. Yeah. Uh Kevin Nash should have went back to fucking paparazzi productions, baby. And beer money wins, but yeah. They take out um, they, t- they take out Nash on top of that. Yeah, there's a lot of chicanery on the outside with Paul and the plant, and you know, there's you know six pack trying to you know break break up the fight or whatever the schmas on the outside then beer money wins and it's just fucking awful oh, um get another dumb hogan bischoff segment in the back and hogan's like oh yeah you see you see that you see that yeah we fucking see it we just watched it terry doesn't know how to use a computer her brother, like, you, you know, about? there's like, nothing he... on that TV. And if you looked at, and if you looked at his paper, it's probably just the standard like um, the fucking placeholder that like templates use on Microsoft Word. It's like ipsum dolum dolorum, and it's just <laughs> fucking bullshit. And I'm like, it's like, wait till they see who's coming out next, brother. Yeah, yeah. Look at the screen, Eric. And then mm-hmm. like, you know, there's nothing on that shit. Like, come on. Hogan is I can see why Thunder and Paradise never took off. Like, come on, man. Santa with muscles should have been a blockbuster and your acting ability drug it down. Mm. Well, 
I know you guys are really excited, but the next match we have is Abyss taking on his mystery opponent now because he took out old Bobby. Um, well, and this is probably look this this is a decent pop here because you know, I mean it's you know, I mean it's Mister Kennedy, but in TNA he is Mister Anderson. He's Ken Anderson. Dude. I mean, the gimmick was over in WWE. Whatever happened, you know, with him, with him and fucking Randy Orton. Um, the free agent and the pop was there. I was a Ken, Mr. Kennedy Mark. He was, he was my guy when he came in. Like, I thought he was going to be the next superstar. Like, and he kept getting the rocket attached to his back and then get injured. Then he got the steroid pop thing with him and Vince supposed to be supposed to be Vince's son. And like I you could ask Eddie. I was so I was so on board with Kennedy had his t shirt. I had it. I was just like, this is the guy. And then when he got released and then he popped up at TNA, I was like, they're gonna build the whole company around him in TNA. Like he's got the gift of gab. He could he could actually so decently work. Like he's more of a brawler, but he could still work. Like I was super excited when when Ken Anderson showed up here. And to only be let down eventually as he became a lackey for aces and eights. But um, when he won the world title and he dressed up as the fucking surfer sting and shit in TNA, Mm -hmm. I was on board. And then I felt like they missed the boat with him too. Like he could have been the guy for them for a while and they didn't do it. Match itself was okay. I don't. I felt like Ken. I felt like Anderson was rusty. Like it wasn't his best showing, especially coming out uh, against Abyss, and then having to beat him with brass knucks was a good, good move, I guess. But if you're trying to position him as a babyface and not a heel, why are you having him beat him with brass knucks? I, I was. I was just about to ask you, is he babyface or heel? Because that that's where I had the confusion. I was like, so is he good or bad? But to be fair, boy, he did get pop when he came out there, though. Yeah, that and I've always I liked his WWE theme and I liked his TNA theme. Like I thought, I thought he was money, and I'm I sit here now sad that all the missed opportunities he had because he was positioned, poised to be one of the top WWE guys for years to come with the Money in the Bank, being McMahon's son, and all that stuff. It was right was on the wall man he was he was the net pet next pet project and he just kept getting his legs cut out from under him mm-hmm. but i just didn't i felt like a, i felt like they could have had a better match like this this wasn't what it could have been for these two guys keith i mean he hit the shock treatment and stuff on him but it was cute abyss has never been a top tier guy i mean is what it is um, he's McFoley esque. Yeah, Except I would say he, he's a larger McFoley. He just didn't have the character develop. I think of McFoley did her promo ability, but like they, they it screwed up. They they grabbed the chair and all this other shit that the ref should have thrown them out for, and they didn't do it. And it, it turned into an ECW match for a few seconds, or the new WCW rules from two thousand where you could do whatever you wanted and and not get in trouble, and then all of a sudden they have rules again. I don't know. It, it was convoluted, in my opinion. Yeah, 
Um, don't worry. The show is almost over. I know you guys are really sad. Um, <laughs> get a 30 minute match, um, though. Don't ruin my night. Look, AJ Styles defending against Kurt Angle, uh, TNA World Heavyweight Championship on, on the line. This is my match of the night, and I'm not counting all the flair shit. That's the only reason it's not my match of the night. Because I yep. can, if I watch this match on mute and I buzz through it and I watch it, it it's it, it's a solid match. Because if you watch it the first go go around, commentary makes this match about flair. Or flares yep. there for some reason, and then as soon as he comes out, you just know it. And then he pulls out the ref, you know, as you know, Angle has the ankle lock on on AJ, and then he taps, and then he gives AJ the title. AJ stares at it. And then for no reason at all, turns heel. Yep. <laughs> it's WCW 2000. God damn it. It's WCW 2000. There is no reason in this spot to make AJ Styles arguably your number one babe, uh, true babyface a heel. It's the number one guy in the company. Yeah. Yeah. Period. But. By country, I was trying to give Kurt Angle some, you know, grace here because honestly, Kurt Angle, if that's the case, he's a super close number two. I mean, yeah, dude can still work, but it's the fact that this match was really fucking good, and then you have to ruin it with oh, with overbooking. WCW, I I agree with that. I, I, um, I didn't also I didn't like the whole aspect of them kept driving in your brain that this is Kurt Angle's last shot of 2010 and you're still in January yep. as long as it's uh I guess it's held by AJ which yeah. I, I mean that just that was kind of a red flag the whole flare thing you didn't need that for this match that's what ruined the match for me like I loved it mm-hmm. the match was great back and forth counters they're hitting each other's finishers on each other i mean it was it was a great match and then the flair thing as soon as flair comes out he's on the hard cam side he's watching the match that's all they talk about yep. and i would said commentary was pretty good throughout the show trying to get people on board with the new hogan vision yep. and, yes. and you could you could tell Tanay's probably not super excited about it but they're 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 towing the company line but as soon as flair came out it was all about flair didn't care about uh, styles and angle anymore, and one one thing, man, in that video package when they're talk showing AJ and Kurt talking, Kurt looked like bad, like he like pale, like didn't he looked tiny? I, I don't yeah. know what it was, like he didn't look good, but um, I mean they went out there and do what they do, man. For twenty eight minutes they tore. I mean probably for twenty six and a half minutes they tore it up, and then in forty a minute and a half they threw it all away, um. And then, and then AJ cuts the promo afterwards. He's like, it's all about me. It's all about the title. And it's all about Ric Flair. And I'm like, why is it about Flair? He can't even fucking wrestle anymore, technically. Yeah. 
Like it shouldn't be about flair. It should be about you as the face of the company. Even they could have done the heel turn so differently. And then don't even talk about when they turn, they make him dye his hair blonde and start wearing fucking robes and, and all that stuff to be more like Ric Flair. Um, who, who? AJ. Oh, see, I don't know anything about that. Yeah. He dyes, his, <laughs> he, he, he dyes his hair blonde in like a month. I want to say, and he starts wearing uh ropes and everything this, like Flair. This is Hogan's Hogan's booking, like booking for real, for real booking. Yeah, yeah. for real, for real booking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but if if it hadn't like if it hadn't been for that cod, this would have been my match of the night. If it had a clean finish and hadn't have distracted away from what the match was, I would have <laughs> definitely definitely considered this my match tonight because you there's no payoff in angle versus flair. So why's why is angle and flair even getting into it? Like no payoff for that and then you just you ruin this pay-per-view sucked as a first out of the gate pay-per-view for a new regime yeah like yes, you it, took you took five steps down from what you were previously and hogan mm-hmm. could say we're going towards the future and all this other stuff but half this show was not even homegrown tna talent it was talent that he brought in that isn't even here in six months I watched yeah. this show and I was like, um, I was like, I thought God said this was good. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, rough, man. Well, 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 I, I, I didn't mean like this show, but I was like, I thought he said TNA is good. You know what I'm saying? I was like, uh, oh, this must, this must have been a, you know. And, and look at all the people that aren't on this show. Like Jeff Hardy's not on the show. Sting's not on the show. Um, <laughs> Well, the machine guns aren't on the show. God uh, damn it! I mean, the list goes on and on for the guys that have, have been pillars of the company and been focal points. And Mick Foley's not even on the show, and he was part of an angle with Jeremy Borash. Like, I mean, and of course Jarrett got sent home, so he's not there. But mm-hmm. it, the pillars of the company and people that you would have thought would have been part of this new regime to show that they're about professional wrestling, which is all they preach during this whole damn show is they're, they're going to put the wrestling back at sports entertainment and all that stuff was bullshit. Like they, they, they definitely went WWE light and they went fast and hard. Mm-hmm. Well, who decided yeah. to give Hogan, like if, if, if you want to have somebody like, if you want to have Hogan come in and help, like cool, or you being a board of bookers, like cool, but he's coming in and you're just turning over the whole book to him. Dixie Carter, Dixie Carter. Dixie Carter. She's the one that made she's the one that made that decision. Uh, they pretty much forced Jeff Jarrett out. Like her and Vince Russo uh forced like Jeff and Dutch Mantel out by hiring these guys. Mm-hmm. And then Cause I'm, I just want to look at who was freaking the Motor City Machine Guns were on the pay per view post for Final Resolution. Yes, and they're not even mm-hmm. on the damn show. Nope. Like Jay Lethal's not on the show. Nope. Eric Young. Team 3D's not even on the show. Scott Steiner, Raven, like all these people, aren't even on the damn show. And they were just there a month ago. I'm going to give you another reason to hate this match and hate this finish. Mm. So Hogan gives Angle another shot because of how the match ended. Ugh. I'll give you one guess as to how that rematch ends. Same way. Mm-hmm. 
It's even better. Oh, please tell me. Please Montreal tell me. screw job. Oh my fucking god! Isn't that on? <laughs> is that on Impact? It is. It is. It is on Impact. Um, it's it's revealed that Flair paid off Hebner, and Hebner does the screw job finish, and it gets into this storyline where you know Hangle's threatening to quit and go back to WWE. Um, and then that takes us into next month's uh, pay-per-view. Dude, yeah, next month's pay-per-view I'm looking at it right now. Eight-card stud tournament for no yeah, fucking reason. Yeah, why not? And then Joe and Joe and Styles, but Eric Bischoff, special referee. So, you know, we're about to have some Russo happen. Oh, yeah. yeah. Man. You didn't, Hogan didn't need to be in TNA. Like, if you listen to, and I'm not sure it was two sides of every story, but Jeff Jarrett laid it out and said when, when they took over, they were actually turning profits. Like, they were making not eight to $10 million a year the last couple of years TNA was around with Jarrett at the helm, with them, Jarrett and Dixie running it together. And then when Dixie forced him out and started paying all that money to Hogan and his boys, the profits went out the window, the quality of the show went down. And then they tried to do Monday nights with <laughs> against Raw, and it just killed every bit of momentum they had. Mm-hmm. I bet. Well, just to give you something to look forward to for Against All Odds, we do see some new faces here in 2010 um, that we hadn't seen on this show. So we do get Samoa Joe, which is a which is which is a bright spot. We do Didn't get Team 3D. Mention. We do get Mick Foley. Um, yep. <laughs> and um, probably the highlight of the entire thing, I think you'll you'll agree, um, it's Brian Nobbs and Jerry Sags. It's the Nasty Boys in 2010. Oh, you uh, want to know what else is cool about this pay-per-view? Guess mm-hmm. what one of the matches is, Jeff, for this eight-card tournament. They just won the tag titles on this show. Yep. Mm-hmm. It will go. Shoot, tell me. Hernandez and Morgan wrestle in the first round of this stupid tournament they had. Baby. Each other. Yep. Yes. Wrestle each other. Yes. <laughs> Strange bedfellows wrestle each other. Start uh-huh. dissension in the tag team, and then boom, but, they lose the belts. But they'll wrestle each other because they're tag team partners. Ha-ha. Get it? Like, oh, yeah. Real <laughs> yeah. original. Uh, and Abyss, right? oh man, I can't wait for the Nasty Boys and Team 3D. That is going to be so damn good. Just like the Nasty, just like Team 3D versus the Steiners and whatever year they did that when Rick looked like oh. he just took his shirt off from tanning on the beach with it on. Oh. Um, this is also another uh, TNA poster where you have where you have Hogan right in the middle. His, his face is huge on the back. Fucking giant face. Yep. And then it's like Mick Foley, Kurt Angle, AJ, maybe? I can't remember yeah. if it's AJ. Mm-hmm. Um, Very so tiny spoiler, in front of him. So, spoiler yeah. alert, because you're all going to watch it either way. So, you have Hogan. Um, you have AJ, who is your world champion. Um, Mick Foley, who loses in the first round. And Kurt Angle, who loses in the first round. Um, also, I forgot. In his sun 
glasses on the poster, it says lockdown it in does. both lenses. Because the next pay per view is not even lockdown. It's Destination X. They like Destination X sucks. Let's not even promote it. We're going to lockdown. This sounds like a shit show. Um, <laughs> yeah, and it's and it's funny because there was an alternate poster for Against All Odds, and it's like on on the road to lockdown. They don't even give a shit about Destination X because for some reason. You have to like try and do everything that WWE had. So lockdown is the pay per view in April, which is normally when WrestleMania is. So they start the road to WrestleMania. So you start the road to lockdown, and it's a fucking circle jerk. And (sighs) oh god! And then Jeff, I just just give you one quick guess as to what the main event of Destination X is. No, I don't know. Tell me. Go ahead. AJ Styles versus Abyss. That is Why? the main event of Destination X. <sighs> and we also, in my bet, did we get? Nope. I thought I saw the Young Bucks on. Oh, yep. We get the Young Bucks on Destination X. Generation Me, baby. Uh, we sure do. And this match is good. <laughs> Jeff's like, I'm getting ready to quit the podcast. It's done. I'm done. <laughs> Um, Jeff's going to be really upset here in a couple, in a, in a couple of minutes. Uh, but that is all for this episode of the retro review. Um, I definitely appreciate everyone listening in. Um, this is just the first stop on TNA in 2010. Um, we will get Travis back here in a couple of weeks so we can openly talk about against all odds. Brother. Um, in the meantime, um, Travis, what, where, where can the people find you? What do you got going on? Give us the four one one. You can find me on the Twitter at, at Travis Lester. Uh, so they're pretty much promoting uh, wrestling recommendations and tweeting things about wrestling. Um, this this coming, well, actually Wednesday this week, we will be recording our next episode of Wrestling Recommendations, which is the fight of the century: Samoa Joe versus Dan- Brian Danielson, which is a hour long draw. Which uh, mm. I've, I've I've been watching that today, taking notes. Uh, Samoa Joe kicks the shit out of Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson. Sorry, I had to do, uh, fix that. Uh, last week's episode is actually Kurt Angle versus Brock Lesnar from SummerSlam 2003. With uh, we have Hill Brock. This is during the time they're trying to do the funny things with Brock and Kurt, where they're eating cookies and drinking milk and uh. stuff in the back leading up to it. Uh, after right. Kurt comes back from his neck injury, but uh, that's what's going on over there. And then uh, be sure to check out the guys at Bleeding John. Uh, they're just waiting for John Moxley to bleed again. Um, I hadn't really had a match since uh, his match with uh, Adam Hangman Page, and he did not bleed in that match. So the guys over there disappointed. They're waiting for him to to uh, pull out that blade, brother, get a little juice, so we can continue on, to, or they can continue on down the road of. Uh, permit promoting violence for John Moxley. Um, and that's about it for me, guys. I don't have a whole lot else going on right now, except for that. Nice, nice, nice. Uh, Jeff, where can they find you on the Twitter machine? Jeff M Hall One. That's where I'll be. That's where he's over there telling Tony Khan to go fuck himself. That is <laughs> that is very true. Um, that's where I argue wrestling and sports and. 
yell at the top of my lungs off, uh, mount whatever at wrestling fans. But yes, Button Jeff and Hall won. Sorry, just had to throw oh. that out there. I, I hate the Bengals. No, no problem, man. Yeah, uh, it's funny though. Jeff and I talked like the night before, like out. Yeah, it was the night before, and it's like, oh, we have three of our whole linemen now that we're we're gonna we're gonna get rolled again. Like, think of it like me being a lifelong Bengals fan. The fact that people are saying like "fuck the Bengals" and people are hating on the Bengals on Twitter means I've already won. My high school buddy Miles is from Cincinnati and he's always been a Bengals fan. So I had to live, live through the Carson Palmer years and had to yeah, live through yeah. all that shit. And yeah. like, so now that they have Joe Burrow, I'm like, fuck the Bengals even more. Go, see, go so, Niners. Go Niners. See, so at, at least you got some skin in the game. You know what I mean? But like, yeah. Mm. Well, like I said, once last year, I had to, like I said, explain to people. People thought I was a bandwagon fan. I've I've already won. You know. No, we actually we actually watched the Bengals uh get the win over the Titans last last year um during intermission of a fucking Chris Keith show. Fuck Chris Keith. Yeah. Who's that? (laughs) Some Mark that lives in Florida. Triple H light. He's probably running five Ks for charity. Oh, fuck, he ain't running no five. From somebody that runs five Ks, he ain't running no, he ain't, he ain't no damn five no. Ks. He's, he's paying people to write him theme music it, they it, can't even it, use anymore. It may be a brisk walk, but it's not a run. Oh, God damn it. Um, well, on our next episode of the Retro Review, um, we start a new series here. So we've got a couple series going on throughout, throughout the year. Um, this is um, part one coming up of our five part get ready for this Saudi series yeah blood money <laughs> Goldberg versus the Undertakers are going to be in this series it's a great match look so there are a total of five uh Saudi pay-per-views uh prior prior to the pandemic and uh throughout the year we're just going to sprinkle them in have fun um, with that, guys. We're gonna and we're going to go the, in chronological plane ride and order. All that shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, we're going to go in chronological order, of course, because that's the only way to do it. So we're starting off with the very first Saudi Arabia show. Is that the greatest Royal Rumble? It is the GER. It is the greatest Royal Rumble. <laughs> Titus uh, O'Neil. Titus O'Neil. Uh, so this is main evented... Man. Uh, by the 50-man Royal Rumble match. Um, not only do you get that sweet, sweet trophy, but that sweet, sweet green championship belt. Cool. Oh, I forgot so about that damn thing. It means so much now. Oh, boy. Um, so you can watch it on Peacock. Uh, you can check out the podcast uh, on Twitter, WPPod1. Um and that is all that we have for you this week. Again, thank you so much for the support. Thank you so much for listening. And we will catch you next time on the Wrestling Purist Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Wrestling Purists Podcast, sponsored by Anchor. Remember to turn notifications on so you don't miss any episodes. 
follow on Twitter at WPPod1 for all announcements and updates.